Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's Kraken, a 3XR podcast on 3XR Radio. I am your co-host, Eliasi's handheld vacuum cleaner. On this week's show, Adam sits down for a triple threat conversation with the CMW Toys, again, and the NWF to chat about all things custom wrestling figures. We hope all four of you listening, including my dog Walker, enjoy. Please like, share, subscribe, review, and all of that shit. Now, without further ado, some say he gives a more haunting performance than Paul Bearer. It's your host, 3XR Studio, a.k.a. Adam Evan Springle. Run those tiles. How did you get into this shit? <laughs> um, I suppose my first real instance of doing any kind of customizing was back when I was younger. So playing with like Jack's figures and I was, uh, me and my brother were massively into the finishing moves, final count series. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had loads of those and we had Titantron lives as well. And I really wanted Ray Mysterio, who's obviously Callum's favorite or one of, um, we were kind of limited, especially back then, which is hard for people now to, to really think can see based on what was in the local shop. So for most of us, it was Woolworths. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So we had local Woolworths, which is closed down now anyway, a couple of years ago. Um, and, and Tesco's. Tesco's used to get like the Sunday night heat light and stuff like that. So it was basically just trying to get... Te- I Whatever forgot about Tesco's. That's like one of those. They, I remember they, there was around the Unchained Fury sets. The like, I'm pretty sure that's where I went. Like late BCA and onwards, they were very good. Yeah. Tesco's, about that one. Tesco's got into wrestling early, like compared to other supermarkets that kind of moved on to things other than groceries and things like that. Tesco's used to be pretty decent for figures, but it was, um, it was literally just the desire of wanting to have Rey Mysterio. Couldn't find one. Didn't have one. And I completely destroyed a Jeff Hardy, um, like ripped the hair off. This is before, like, he had even, like, when you were talking, Callum, about stopping on the, the arms from the final count, finishing moves onto the Tyantron Live. And, like, that age just would have blown my mind, like, the, just doing that sort of thing. So I literally just tore the hair off, used some acrylic paint, painted the jeans red, painted a really crappy mask on, used green to, like, paint some really crude tattoos on the arms uh just, re- then, just really like rough over the top of everything oh, so it was just like uh, shit it was so <laughs> it was so bad like he, it was one of the ones where like he had a t- he was wearing a t-shirt that was a t-shirt mold one so i'd mm-hmm. like i'd made some really kind of uh, weak skin tone type color but he just looked <laughs> flabby as hell because of the, the folds in the t-shirt and everything. But at the time oh. we were like done. Like that's it. That's, that's, that's Jeff Hardy. That was... What year would this been like 2000, 2001? If I'm imagining it's Jeff Hardy, you're probably talking about. Yeah, it must've been. Cause I was in, I was in secondary school and yeah, I was in secondary school from 90, shit, 97, 98. I think it was to about 2002. 2003 something like that so yeah it must have been 
like either what's very the... late nineties or early two thousands. Uh, how how old are you? Just what's what's the age? Thirty five. Thirty five this year. Okay, so I'm thirty seven. What are you? Thirty three. Thirty two. Thirty two and a half. Yeah. So we've, we've, we're kind of close. We're close enough. So we we kind of we've been around similar enough demographics. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So it was. But, that was that was literally it. It was just doing crap like that. And and I've always been creative. I've always liked drawing and painting. I've, I've got an art degree. Not that that counts for shit these days. Um, uh, and then in, to get to where we are today, I didn't really do anything. Like I was in and out of collecting and wrestling, uh, generally speaking, like for, for that period of time. Like I'd keep in touch with it, buy some figures, and then wouldn't watch anything or collect anything for, for years. Um, and then it was, I don't, I can't remember fully how I got back into it this time around. It was definitely Instagram. I had, yep. I've got a personal yeah. Instagram and I don't know if I'd seen something on what would have been the explore page back then. And that I got interested because I'd never seen the Mattels like at that point. Mm-hmm. So this was only five years ago. I think six years ago, I might've started the page. So I was really late on the Mattel craze basically and started seeing those and just i remember seeing uh i forget the series but the ziggler with the uh blonde hair the green uh, no sorry pink tights with a t-shirt that clipped around his waist yeah black jacket and just being like fucking hell like that looks really good so started started to buy more and more i bought a couple i got him rollins no it wasn't rollins Whatever. I bought a couple of figures and I had uh, finishing moves Jericho, um, the one with the, the hair that kind of comes off the shoulder. It and was so good for doing the lion soul yeah. and for doing the lion tamer. Like that, I was a huge finishing moves fan yeah. as well. I've got a box of them down there. They're not cool enough to display, but side point when you were uh, playing with your toys as a kid, those things were unreal. I didn't even care if the hair was like all yeah. up in the air. Oh, mate, Triple H was the worst offender with his hair <laughs> straight up like Scotty Too Hot on steroids. Nuts. <laughs> but I used that Jericho because he had like the, it was the black tights one that the yellow and the, the silver. Yellow and silver. So I was able to, um, to get the the designs off quite easily so just a plain black tights and just painted half the hair black and left half the hair blonde and then like covered over the rudimentary beard and i was like oh, there's a fucking seth rollins and there is a picture it's probably one of the <laughs> first ones on my page where that's it and that was my first attempt since that like you know mid to early 2000s like when i was genuinely playing with them and just wanting to meet people i didn't have yeah and that was the first like crude attempt at what has now become a proper hobby and the thing that I spend most of my time doing. So, so what was, so how, how long after that did you, did you kind of just roll straight into just then just doing it from then on really? Or there was, even with that, there was a bit of a gap. And then I think one of the first almost like proper customs air quotes i'm doing for those that aren't listening um it was after going it. to um the first uk tournament that was in mm-hmm. blackpool the empress ballroom and remember seeing pete dunn and tyler Bate and all that for the first time and then i can't remember if it was 
uh, straight after that, which was just before the timeline's a bit a bit blurry, I remember them making a Pete Dunn, and that was the first time I used clay. So I sculpted a singlet on and sculpted the hair and stuff like that. And that was really what kind of kicked that on because I hadn't seen that done. And I'm not saying I was the first, but I was the first that I was aware of that mm-hmm. made him. And I remember his girlfriend, who I think, I don't know if they're married now, they've had a kid, but I remember she saw it. And that was my first kind of interaction with mm-hmm. yeah, a wrestler cool. as well. And um, and that was, that was really then what got my kind of brain turning over and thinking, this is quite cool and I like this. And then the more you you get interested it's like anything the more you get interested the more you look into it the more you find other people and then you see this that there's such a high standard there always has been it just it moves with the time obviously and you think in comparison to that it's pretty crap so i can do better and i'm and i am something of a perfectionist but i think similar to it was either you or callum or both of you there are there are plenty of times where if i'm not good at something instantly I don't think I can get good at it quickly. I just go, oh, fuck it. I can't be asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely I'll, me. I'll, I'll try and find something else. Saying that. So this can is... I, this, yeah, go ahead. I was, I was yeah, just going to say, in the, mid, in the middle of this, right, I'm just sat here scrolling back on your Instagram page, and I'm currently at, uh, like, April 2018. Mm. And it is just banger after banger <laughs> after banger. There has been so many customs, right, that... I've stopped at and looked at, I'm like, man, that's absolutely incredible. And I'll tell you one of the things that, and, and someone like myself and even Adam won't appreciate, and, and this is probably one of the reasons why I've continued with customizing because this element of it provides ease, right? The amount of heads you've modded to create someone to be someone else, if that makes sense. Like, and, and a big one I've just spotted, and, and it was one of the ones that really stopped me in my tracks, as, as you'll know, it's one of my favorites, was a raven you did, and you used a Jamie Noble head and it is unreal. Like, that is, for me, like, talent and being a customizer. Like, I, I'm good at painting a head. I'm good at putting together parts. But to me, when I sort of think of customizers, when I certainly grew up and, and what I look at is someone like yourself who can take something that's not meant to be what it is and easily make it look exactly how you want it to look. And just while you were telling your story, I just wanted to say that, to look back to like 2017 and we're talking what five years and it's just boom boom yeah. boom 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 that's pretty you're making, you're making me blush I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not good with compliments i just i'm like oh oh just fucking melt into my chair uh thank but, you but, but genuinely <laughs> like for the people listening take five minutes and actually sit there and have a look because i think certainly for me when you when you think of customizers who clearly consistent constant i mean like someone i was talking to mentioned showstopper the other day someone you can literally just battle banger after banger after banger you know what i mean and you look back through their page and uh, another thing i was talking about was like creative projects and things they're hard right to keep consistent and mm-hmm. you know it has to be some but you know so more power to you and please continue your story i just had to stop you at that point because <laughs> i was just like right this is ridiculous now <laughs> no i i appreciate it and it's it's that's something that I've always tried. I mean, I'd love to say, as you said, that it, it's easily done because it's it's not. It's kind of. I'm not saying it's the most difficult thing in the world because it's not that either. But it's you, you're having to try and find like certain facial features or something that strikes a, something of a resemblance there. So I mean, there is one on there where I tried it with Randy Orton as well, and it kind of worked, but the hair looked a bit shit. There's there's um there's so many now because we're in the age of 3D sculpting that people will go back 
and it, they won't really hold up in comparison to what the, the 3D sculpts can do. But I, I'm with you. There's, there's, it's not that anyone can paint a scan, but there are other elements to customizing. There are so many things, and there are so many things that I don't know. Now, I look at people that I've learned huge amounts from. So Showstopper was one. I remember reaching out to him really early on and trying to find out, like, how do you get that finish, like that matte finish on the figures? Like, what are you using? Because I was using Mod Podge at the time. And that was just, yeah, yeah. It was no go. It was just horrible. So I remember just not being scared just to reach out to people and say, what are you doing? How did you do this? How did you get back that? Just trying to take it on board. The biggest what, what what was the uh what did he uh what did he say it, to that anyway for anyone from memory i'm pretty sure he was the first person i was aware of that was using krylon uh mm-hmm. matte spray um varnish and it was it's quite expensive to get in the uk because it's typically you have to get it exported um, or imported even so i was trying to find something similar so i know me and, and turbo toys uh, who was probably my biggest influence in terms of learning skills as I've mm-hmm. gone along, we found a similar product that you could get from Halfords, which is like um, for US or outside the UK, it's like a, I put it like they sell bicycles and car parts and all kinds yeah, of stuff. I, like, like for like, is it, uh, it's, um, no, I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent is. But... Home Depot for bikes and cars, right? That's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, so, Home Depot sounds like uh, it, Home Depot is basically B and Q. That's the that's the like for like. Uh, it's, I yeah, mean, I it's not it's not a, it's a, not a terrible comparison, and and that's so that was, was something similar. And even with that, there were plenty of problems that we'd come up with. So if the temperature wasn't quite right, you'd get a horrible frosting when you were spraying. Mm-hmm. So it would just go white, and you'd yeah. be fucked. Then you have to start all over again. And to this day, and there's um. I can't remember what the name is, and selfishly, I would, probably wouldn't share it because they're not easy to get, but Callum turned me on to a <laughs> uh, product as well. Uh, and that's really, really good for the, both the feel of it and the finish. Do, do you use that, do you, Craig? Yeah, oh, man, I, I absolutely love it. There's, you never come back to me on that. No, you know it's I mean? Giving away really nuggets of information ads, right? And then people just don't come back to me like, oh, right, clearly they didn't give a fuck about all the varnish I was using. And then they come back to something like this and be like, oh, yeah, it's fucking amazing. It yeah, was the, um, I mean, I don't, I don't I, obviously, I don't mind saying it's Montana. Did we talk about Montana. this last time? Yeah. yeah the, it's, uh, I don't know if we did that. It's, it's Montana, ah, as if by magic, always yes. have a can. So my, my tip on this is always try and get a few cans, right? Because it does. It comes in peaks and troughs. Sometimes you can get it loads and sometimes you struggle with it. So um, it's Montana Varnish Spray. Um, Ad, I'll give you the link. So you yeah. Can but I have seen certain... that before, but I haven't used it. I, it. I think I would have picked it because it looks better than most of the cans. It's like It looks like a pretty cool <laughs> can, doesn't it? But as Craig said, and I mean, obviously, again, we digress from the story of Craig becoming a customizer to a customizing <laughs> god. Um, we, it's, it's, there's something about it. And I, I tell you who gave me this. So this come from uh, a friend who wasn't even a, a wrestling customizer who put me onto this. He he creates the the Marvel figures. So obviously, tend to Marvel figures tend to have a lot more. So they sculpting yeah, involved yeah. and stuff like that. So there's a lot more to it. And he, I, um, my, I bought a few of those off of him over time, and they always held up well. And there's never been any kind of issues with it. And right in my early days, I was like, "What one are you using?" And he's like, 
just use this you, you won't go wrong and from that point it was it is it's like he says the feel of it the way they look after like it dries quick it dries yeah. like good it's like it's like almost impossible to mess up even if like you put too much of it on by accident like fuck, just whack it under a hair dryer quickly dries matte like yeah. i touch wood i've never had a problem with it and like I, yeah so i, I can't talk so is that either. so are you using that over uh krylon craig me your um well show stuff from what he told me he was using krylon at the time we are talking now yeah. like four or five years ago right. i mean it's yeah, really yeah. early that i asked i was asking people these questions to try and learn um now i've got both so krylon gives a drier feel to the finish but it's it's definitely more it's more pure matte i like the montana because there's still it's matte but it's not at least from my experience it's not completely pure. there's a very slight sheen to it which keeps it still like it's resembling the real line to an extent mm-hmm. um but it, it just the, the touch in hand it feels nicer when i was using this one from halfords the more layers you put on the drier it would feel and it would start like it would get this really weird kind of texture but you'd need to put quite a lot on to get the protection or as much as you can possibly get and get that matte finish at the same time you put the first one on it would be weirdly shiny um so this yeah i mean yeah we've digressed massively but it's it was no, just no, a I mean, case it's all, of, it's, all uh, it's all relevant so it's fine but um on this as well just and again another point and this just sounds like we're massively putting over this sealer that has absolutely nothing to do with this podcast but it is I don't know about you, Craig, and I don't know if it's just... <laughs> yeah, this like, week's sponsor is Montana. <laughs> I wish. I, I don't know if it's just like subconscious or like I said, but I don't know why. It just seems to make decals sit on nicer as well. I don't know if it maybe just mats up because it like has such a good all-surface finish, whether it's like decal or the plastic. Like yeah. I often find sometimes I put decals on and look to like, there's bits of that that I'm not too sure on. Is that going to... And then you yeah. put this sealer on and it almost just blends it nicely into the figure, like... You know, again, could be yeah, yeah, yeah. Feelings, I, I'll get um, I'll get some of this. I haven't tried it. I've I've been using testers for the last uh, few months, I suppose. I can't remember where I heard about that, um, but you could only buy it in like packs of three or four. So because of that, I'm just like, oh, I'll just I'll just get through it. But in terms of like protection, I I tend to I'll oh, use a bit protection. of. Um, <laughs> um, I will use like some Mod Podge in some of like the bits that are potentially going to be problematic, and then I go over, so it doesn't I have the look. Same thing. But it, yeah. yeah, use the use the matte Mod Podge, um, not because you can get. A, I don't think you can get the spray over here. I haven't seen it, and I think you could get one in America. You can, um, yeah, I've got use, it. But use the one that's. Um, I use like the PVA glue stuff, water it down. Mm-hmm. So it's really diluted and just do layers over the areas that will be problematic. So I always go yeah. over the decals with it um, or certain areas where I think there might be paint rub uh, and, and we use that. And then yeah, over the top of that with the spray. So you've got this kind of double protection. I did that with my head you, scans as well. Yeah. Are you standing down your, so, cause this is interesting for me because I'm not Mod Podge. I'm like, my my i don't even use micro sole or whatever half the time anymore like it's paint decals and you know as you've seen craig i'll happily show anyone my customs they're nice they're clean and 
Mm-hmm. There's no issues, right? But that's interesting to me because you've just said about Mod Podge. Now, I often sand down my joints, which can be quite painstakingly... It's time-consuming, but it's, it's, it is worth it. It is worth but it. Does that Mod Podge solution prevent you having to do that, or do you still sand, then put Mod Podge in the joints, and then... I would never take the risk. I mean, I've done it before, um, and that was one, something that you talked about last week, I think, and I, was, and I thought about that myself. I think you, you said, um, if they're for you... Sometimes you'll cut corners and mm-hmm. you know how it's going to look. You're not going to move it. It's just going to sit there as it is. I'm proper psycho when it comes to stuff like that. Like just because I know that it's not right, like it will do my, do my fucking head in. So there's so many customs that I've done something to them. There's a Roderick Strong where I've repainted the head scan two or three times now because I'll paint it, be happy with it. And then I'll be going through my stuff and then I'll look at it and be like, oh, it's shit now after a year of trying to improve. So I've repainted it. And just it's just this continuous process. I, if I know that something's not right, I can't just leave it. Like I, I treat the stuff for me the same as I would if I was doing it for someone else. Just because in my brain I know that it's not okay. Mm-hmm. So I would never take the risk of just using a sealer, like or a Mod Podge or something like that, on a joint and just hoping for the best. I'll always yeah, test yeah, it yeah, out yeah, beforehand. Yeah. I usually put like if it's a knee joint or the elbow, I'll put a toothpick through it for the hole and then test the arm movement oh, with okay the paint yeah, yeah. To try and get the rub like the what? um yeah uh, i mean holes I... that i do with the armbands on, mm-hmm. where i sculpt onto the armband and sculpt over that that goes through such a process of like really having to sand it down to the point where it looks like if you compare it to the original joint it's like you've gone way too far but when you put it all together sometimes i'll paint it seal it bend it and there's just like the tiniest little bit and you literally just like, you fucking cunt. Like, I've, got now <laughs> go, I've now got to get the Dremel out and use the smallest little bit to try and get rid of that. Because it yeah, just, yeah, I just yeah, can't, yeah. I can't accept. It's never going to be perfect. I am perfectionist in terms of, I find it hard to stop. But that's not to say the stuff is perfect because it's not. There's always things that can be improved. And that's, yeah, totally. that's part of the fun, but the challenge of this hobby is that, when you say you're looking back at my older stuff, I look back at some of it and just think, fuck, it's awful. Like, like compared to what I could do now, it's really bad. Oh, but it's, yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a journey. It's a, it's a process of but, but if, learning, getting if it better wasn't, keep learning. Yeah, if it wasn't, then, like, it, it would be more uh, upsetting that you hadn't improved. Uh, 100%. So you you kind of need that. Yeah. It's validation when you look back at something <clears throat> And it does stand up and you think, yeah, that actually is pretty good. But then on the other hand, it's still equally validated when you look back and think, I can do better than that now. And then, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, and totally. then you aim to do better than that now. To to just go just go back to the Mod Podge thing, because Callum, you asked about the prevention and stuff and how that kind of works. So my my approach is I'll do anything not to not to paint any joints. So I'll I'll just I'll acquire. I'll do that. Try and find the base tights if I can. I'll buy a yeah. whole figure for the just the, yeah same. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then uh, so most of the time that on the earlier ones that wasn't the case, uh, and I kind of learned from not doing that, and then them just not working when you kind of try and move them and stuff. But then uh, so with like a head scan, I will mod podge the inside of it where it's going to touch the the like the neck and stuff of the figure because then it stops those sort of rubbing together that kind of helps and then Mm -hmm. 
with the with the jay whites i have to use it uh over the cotton to do that effect so you kind of have to go reasonably heavy with the mod podge in order for that to even work but then it's like okay so you spray over that and then it kind of kind of blends it all in together and you don't get that sort of pva sort of stickiness i suppose that you can get if it's too mod podge but yeah that was just my two cents on that but uh yeah what were you gonna say sorry i can't remember now you've Uh. long gone mate (laughs) that's like two minutes to go (laughs) the takeaway for me just from the three of us talking and i know from speaking to other people is everyone's got their own process and that's the thing you kind of you find what works for you what works for one person it could work for you but you might not enjoy it or you might then do that and then you learn from that and you change it and we've all got certain ways of doing things there's not that's the other thing with this there's no right way or wrong way to do it it's whatever works what, what gets the results and what ultimately you're happy with I've, I, was, mm-hmm. I was speaking to someone about this the other day as well because obviously we speak to different people and, and different people ask you different questions and stuff like that and someone was asking me opinion on on what i think would be the best route for them to go down for these parts and choice and stuff like this and I turned around to him, but what do you think would be the route you want to go? I mean, like these are customs for you, right? Like, and that's one of the things I enjoy about the, the customs road is like you say, is finding the journey that I can go on with this, if that makes sense. And I mean, looking back at your post and it's interesting, like so I did, I went right back to the beginning and I saw a couple of those earlier Pete Duns and stuff like this. And like that, right. Let's be perfectly honest. They, they don't stand up anywhere near compared to what you do. But equally, it's so interesting to see that journey you've been on between that one that I commented on uh, about the War Games one to the one I've seen there, because that's where you began. And it's all about getting better. And I think that's one of the great things about this hobby, right, is wanting to get better and wanting to continue. And and, and that's there's there's two different types of people I've seen uh, or spoken to. There's people who just want to put them on Instagram to see what likes they can get and stuff like that. Or there's the people, and I think I'm similar to you, Craig, and I know ads, you're very similar, that they'll do something and they'll go back and look at it and be like, I've learned something that I can use on this to make myself better. And I think that's what helps people become better customizers when they want to do it better for themselves than for other people. Yeah, I completely agree. There's um, I don't post half as much as I used to right now. It feels like one every couple of months, you know, um, and that's that's not there's various reasons for that, but there's so much stuff over that last five coming up to six year period that never made it to Instagram. But there's mm-hmm. still plenty of stuff that I've done that didn't work. You know, you try something, but you still learn from that stuff as well. I don't need to share you know, everything that went tits up and go here's here's something. It's just that's for me to understand what. So what did I think was going to happen? And what was the reality? And then what do I need to take away to try and do it differently mm-hmm. next time? And then that's the stuff that tends to make the cut. I've, I've, tried, I've gone through processes of sharing the work in progress stuff before. And the interesting thing is... We spoke about this last week. So interesting point on this, because I think you're like me, aren't you, Craig? It's just post the end result. This is this is what you've got. Enjoy it. Like, yeah. So I'm interested to hear your take on this. Yeah, because as, the opposite. As, as was kind of opposite. So this is, could be a little interesting conversation points we can have with different people now. So Craig, please put Adam in his place and tell him how wrong he is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's in a way, I feel like I handicapped myself based on how I 
how I put content out there on the profile. And once you feel like I had a very specific way of uploading and sharing, it was mm-hmm. always when you go back not too far, it's only a year or so ago, everything was that um, split into, it's like a triptych. So you had the, the, the center was always the face on and then either side of it was the slight angle. And then when you switch to the next slide, it's the same, it's back on yeah, and yeah, then yeah. from the slight angle. And I was doing that consistently for ages and there were a couple, when you look on my saved stories, there are some work in progress bits there. So I was kind of, I was, I got to a point where I was like, I should be sharing some of this stuff just to show people how I've got here. Like there's so much work that goes into it, into every single one that only I see. And like my phone's full of so much crap like thousands, 20 odds, nearly 30,000 photos, videos. Cause I don't paint an e-pad and be like picture. And like, yeah. then you paint a nice little bit on the crotch picture. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Document every part yeah, of yeah, every yeah. process. Um, but then I was like, well then who else sees it apart from me? And every time my missus looks at my phone, she's like, what the fuck is this? Like all your phone are just pictures of, there's nothing of us on there. It's literally just the dogs. Mine's, mine's the and same. It's like, your, uh, your it's, figures. It's, yeah, it's mostly uh, plastic body parts and then the odd picture of um, like my kid in between and stuff. But it is mostly, but that's, I mean, it's because I'll, as I'm doing stuff, I will take take photos just in case. I mean, I, I post quite a lot of a lot of things anyway as I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, but that's, but I, I've kind of got into that habit and then that's just the way I do it now. Whereas I suppose if you've done it more of a, okay, this is, this is the final the final kind of thing and then that's the way you've been doing it then that's just your kind yeah, of flow it's isn't hard, it really it's hard to get out of it you look because i agree with some of the points you made about like when you see someone like mad reap you look at like the whole setup and the, and the way he does it and is and there are definitely times where it's orchestrated to the point when the stuff in the background is not as important as the thing in the foreground but it's almost a foreshadowing of this is coming next and that sort of stuff gets people excited and that's and that's the thing that I found where, where my main feed is definitely more kind of gallery esque. It's just showing off that final yeah, product. Yeah. But when I was when I when I was sharing the work in progress stuff through the stories, I, I, the reason I toyed with it so much initially was when I when I first kind of started doing it properly a couple of years ago. There was such a um, it was a weird a weirder time than it is now in the sense that people were, were less ready to credit where they got ideas from. So I was always a lot more secretive of sharing stuff because people just copy you. And cause I've always been relatively slow. Like you'd have an idea and think, Oh, that's novel. And then you put it out there and then someone else gets it out there and does it straight away. And then they get all the credit. And then you're just like, what the fuck like this? <laughs> and I was found, I was found that really hard morally to try and balance uh, with, with it. So I was like, fine, I won't share anything. Then, yeah, yeah, that way, yeah, yeah. you know, if someone someone gets there before me, then good on them. You know, not every idea you have is a good one. But then I was like, do you know what? That's stupid. You can't think like that. You need to be a grown up and just start putting stuff out. There. And if it, shit happens, then it does. And when I was putting these out there in the stories, they were getting way more views than the stuff that I, other stuff I was putting out there. Uh, and it was it really kind of demonstrated that people were almost more interested in how you got to the end rather than just seeing the yeah, end Yeah, but I itself. think part of that must be because if that isn't something you normally do, then it becomes novel and people are getting to see beh- behind True. the scenes. Whereas if you always do it, 
then it, it would probably work in the opposite way. I'll I tell you one thing that I've noticed you've done, Craig, and I've done a few of them as well to to kind of mix it up and even include some of the background stuff is like reels, yep. like a little Instagram reel. And, and I like having a bit of fun with it. Like just it's nothing special. And I've done a few or a couple of just different zooming out, out, boom, boom, of like different stages of the custom. And I mean, that's, mm-hmm. there's ways you can incorporate it. So you still feel like you say you're kind of sharing a bit of the behind the scenes work. Cause you're right. Some people enjoy seeing that. And uh, I mean, I suppose we've all, said before like we've seen people as craig just mentioned do something you're like well i'll be taking that and uh <laughs> and then so you know you, you can have kind of the best of both worlds right but i'd say 100%. one of the posting styles again to digress slightly but to talk about your page i liked it when you used to take the pictures with the steel cage behind it like i liked that little setup you had that was um i made an obvious a uh, very conscious decision at that point to stop posting the way that I was posting with the grid um, because that then started to be something that I noticed. And again, I'm not saying I'm the first one who did this. So everyone copied me. It's not that. It was just, I was, I, I liked doing it that way. as well. So I'll take it. Like, like when you mentioned this, like, I was thinking, shit, I kind of did something similar. And it's like, all right, I'll just sit here quietly, but I apologize, Craig. No, no, no. It's for like stealing your photo style and forcing yeah, you to change. You forced me off. You forced me off Instagram. <laughs> no, it was just one of those things. Compliment, you think... though, isn't it? I think if someone if someone does something the same as me, great. I it's, think there's a balance a... to yeah. it. Yeah, not not it's relentlessly, a... like you know, constantly just just uh, but echoing your you, styles. But, yeah, yeah. Same same thing. Like a side yeah. point. Some, someone I know who's four XR. Yeah, <laughs> someone I know had a, a picture style he used to take custom pictures of, right? And he's a friend of mine in, in real life, and it, it weren't anything special, right? But it, it was a way. Look, someone else has started doing the exact same photography style, and every time I see a picture now, I think, "Oh man, that's awesome!" Like it's he's back doing customs, and it's someone completely different. So, but it can cause problems for people like simple people like me who just get used to seeing a certain style and associating it with someone. We're, we're on the air now. No one told me. Does someone I'm conducting have, my business? Can't you look? Can't you look at the camera? The light is on. Yeah, can't you, you can't tell with this machinery here. I mean, you can repossess the whole thing and lose like nine bucks. You, you don't have a clue that Ravishing is coming up next? Yes, Ravishing Rick Root is next. But I'm talking to Miss Betty here and I'm working on getting rid of Oliver Humperdinck. He's going to be back in Miami or something counting seashells. Excuse me. Yes, go ahead. Decals. What are we saying? So one of my early interactions with Craig to continue the train of good guy Craig, this story comes. Uh, I was making a Scott Steiner custom and I needed to get some decals. And I can't remember what went wrong or something like that, but something had gone wrong. I think I was meant to get a bit struggled or something like that. And then Craig messaged me uh, and he said, look, if you need someone to make decals, let me know. And like good guy Craig does, as you'll hear. He's like George Michael. You just don't hear of all these good deeds he does. Um, he <laughs> helped us out and sent me like a, a piece of paper with all these Scott Steiner decals on. And there's actually two interesting things, I think, and about decals that Craig can enlighten us on because he mentioned, uh, certainly when 
I didn't know about it, different types of decals. There was obviously the standard style most people use, which is the white-backed paper ones. Uh, or there's, I believe he calls them window decals or something like that. But we'll kind of go into that in more yeah. detail after. Yeah. But also, I think something that might be quite suitable for Craig to discuss, because I think people won't know you can get sort of laser printers and inkjet printers to, to do decals now. The lazy route is a lazy uh, laser printer, right? Lazy laser. Uh, but I believe, Craig, correct me if I'm wrong, do you use inkjet for your decals? Uh, up way around. So ink, inkjet um, was what I had before. And then it was actually, that's how, it wasn't how we got talking, but that's one of the things that I knew that Adam, obviously through mm-hmm. decals and through what he was doing. And I reached out to you to ask you for recommendations on a laser because the big difference in terms of um, the, the production of them is when you're using an inkjet, you have to use inkjet-specific decal paper, and then you have to seal the paper. Uh, so that adds another step to the process. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing where you need a specific type of uh, clear uh, acrylic or lacquer for that to seal that. You need a couple of coats depending on the decals. And that's another kind of learning curve that I went through in terms of doing that. Um, but it also, when you're doing that, it leaves a real sheen on it. So that's another thing. That's mm-hmm. how I started putting the Mod Podge over the top to try and remove some of the sheen of the decal. I actually put it sometimes underneath as well to try and help to well, back then to try and remove it. And then with the the, the, um, the matte finish on top. Yeah, it was, I, I can't take too much credit for that because it was that was me reaching out to Adam and saying, basically, tell me what printer to buy. And he did. He literally went, here's the one that I've been using um, that I've, I've, I think you upgraded yours at that time. And he was like, it's on sale at the moment. So I, I didn't think twice about it. I just bought it. Um, it, was, it. It was perfect up until about two weeks ago. I haven't had a problem with it. And I worked out what it was now. It was, just, it was the size of the file. And this comes back to conversations that we've had in private, Adam, about I use Photoshop for designing all of mine. And there's, there are better ways of doing that uh, in terms of the, the file and, and the ability to then edit and modify that later. Um, yeah. The reason, I'll tell you how I got into them. And it was that was one of the things, again, that, that I had learned more about the process through Turbo. He's kind of a constant in terms of usually if I need something, I don't know how to do it. He knows how to do it or he knows he does it himself already. Uh, it was because when I first wanted to, to create some figures, there's a Sean Spears. Um, I've forgotten his name, blanking it in what was he in NXT? Ty Dillinger, perfect mm-hmm. tense. I wanted to make him um, when that gimmick was really hot. And that's one of the ones weirdly that there is a work in progress picture uh, on my profile if you go far enough back. Uh, and I bought decals from Curbstonks. It was where there was uh, best decals in the world. I think it was. It was always a CM Punk uh, logo. And Curbstomp were the two kind of biggies that became aware of. So I bought decals from him. And it's not there's anything wrong with it. It was, it was fine in terms of using the process and the way they came, etc. But it's the more I wanted to expand and do different things, it was that I needed a different way to go about it. And I needed to, to try and do that myself. So I could then I could choose what size I wanted the designs. So yep. that was really what got me thinking. So if I want to do that, what steps do I need to take to be able to to make that happen? Relatively proficient in Photoshop, having used it throughout like college and university and stuff like that. Not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but that was my easy in. It was in learning how to actually make them into decals. Back to your your comment. The laser um, jet now, the big difference there is that you don't need to seal the paper. 
So when you buy specific laser jet decal paper and you print with a laser jet onto it, they're good to go. So once they're dry, you can then put them in water. Um, I, I find I'm still getting used to them. I've only been using them now for a couple of months. I do find weirdly that the inkjet, because of the amount of CD put on top, they become more pliable. So I was mm-hmm. found that I can I can move them about easier. I can really get them like super super. Link me where you're getting your paper from because I know Adam would be able to attest to this. But papers can make a huge difference. I had one paper that I bought, and sorry to to cut in, Craig, but I sorry. think it's quite a local point. Like I had one paper I bought, and like you say, like I found them not as easy to move around as some others that I'd bought from places, even I think from ones that I had from you, Adam, at one point, I had to buy this paper just because it was all that was there. And then I've bought this other one more recently, and I guess it must be slightly thinner, but obviously it gives you thick enough that you can still move it. And it seems to sit a lot nicer. So don't know if that could potentially be. There's, um, so I, so I started, I started with, with the inkjet stuff um i i did it because i ordered some stuff from curbstone but it not there was anything wrong with it it just took it kind of took too long and i didn't want to pay the shipping and i was like being in the I, uk it can kill the buzz of making a custom right? yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. you've got two to three week wait yeah yeah and i don't have the patience for that plus it's like because i work because i work in design and do this sort of stuff anyway i was like i i can do this easily so i'll just do it myself um but then yeah the, the process of having to having to spray it multiple times like uh okay I, I think i did it like once or twice and then it still came off so then i go okay fine now i have to do it three times and that's too much of a process with the rest of with the rest of the stuff um and then i i guess i just kind of researched uh that using a laser jet so it uses toner and not ink it doesn't come off in water so it's a lot quicker um and then it was like okay that cost a bit more so what if i just sell these in order to cover the cost of those things so i did that and then it got a bit a bit overwhelming to have to keep doing it then i wasn't customizing so I was like, i'm not enjoying this it's knocked that on the head uh and then to go into the paper stuff yeah the especially with the clear paper there is there's quite a bit of difference the white is generally okay, but some of the clear stuff is a lot shitter than the others. And I've I've tried pretty much everything on Amazon at this point. I think a lot of the mistakes some people make when they say that uh, they're struggling with it or they they fuck them up and stuff is is just soaking them in water for too long. Like you only need to put them in there for a few seconds and then just sort of push them push them kind of off. I guess uh, that's. So on something again about paper, right? And this is another interesting point. I've had, and like you have had various different papers and, and there would be, again, and this could be a million different things. It could be the paper. It could be I found when I was using some from Curb Stomp, I could leave them in the water and it'd have to be like really hot water in order to get this glue to be able to move the decal. And sometimes when you're trying to remove it, you have to give it quite a force and then you end up almost stretching some of the design. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, that was yeah, one yeah. of the things that made me start thinking about the, the papers and start exploring as well. Because there's papers, and I remember getting decals from you, Adam, and this isn't by me putting over, it's just a, a fact I found. I can use cold water with some of the decal papers I have now. I don't have to worry about 
is this going to be hot enough to remove glue and stuff so you know by doing a bit of research it can make the world of difference to how you as an individual find the ease of doing it a certain way right because again what works for me might not work for everyone else but yeah yeah totally i mean i i've i've only ever done it with um cold water not even well just yeah, same. You know, the, 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 the kind of whatever it comes out of the tap at so it's not super cold but um but yeah i think it i, I find the white the white paper is pretty easy it's the it's the clear stuff that so, sometimes it's so thin or malleable that yeah you, you get that stretch and then doing that can make a piece of it fall off um that's uh, yeah i've had uh i bought some paper recently uh someone with decals by name and nature on instagram gave me a link on ebay to uh get some decal paper they use so i'm quite excited to try that one out because you know, like you said, I'd have tried different ones on, on Amazon and stuff like that. So in order to find this one, so if it comes out any good, I'll let you both know. Um, yeah, you should be sure to tell us, and then I'll be sure not to tell you that I'm using it until we yeah. test again. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's really fucking good. Cheers, Callum. <laughs> I, I think the, 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 better, the better ones I've found, well, the ones I use now are called uh, AIVA, A-I-V-A. Um, I don't know if it's a... Uh, it's a US thing or not? Um, it's, the brand is L- Limia's Care, uh, but they're like I use them for both clear and transparent. Uh, sorry, that's the same thing, white and transparent. Um, and then the other one was a Sunny Scoper, which I think are, are pretty good. Um, like I said, the, the big difference for me, and I was always using white backed decals for years, and again. To reference him again, Turbo was using clear and he was always telling me why he was doing it. And I kept getting these problems with the white where he'd lay them down, paint the edges in and stuff like that, seal it and it'd be fine. And you go back to it like maybe a month, two months later, and the edges of the decal would start to show and you'd get mm-hmm. like the white. So it almost like even though you painted over it, for some reason it would creep back through again. And it didn't happen all the time, but it was happening regularly enough that it was just like it was just doing my head in back to that point when we were talking before about going back and if seeing something wasn't right, I have to try and fix it and repainting that Roddy strong. And the same was happening with the decals. And there were some people I was had to keep re there was a Brock Lesnar. I remember I put the, the decals on the, I can't remember what it was. He's got the logos on his shorts. So remember I put those. On. Yeah. The, the, the UFC one with all like the yeah, glass, yeah, yeah, yeah. sandwiches yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I said, cut them out slightly, um, you know, slightly wider, still in the circle, but every so often the, the white edge keeps coming back through again. And I can't for the life of me work out what it is. So I switched to clear. And when you're using clear on any dark background, you've got to paint white or whatever color you mm-hmm. want that decal to show. Uh, if it's any color, I can't think the best way to explain it. You, you know what I mean. Not great for the people that are listening, but but you essentially paint the white so that it's it. When the de- transparent decal goes on top, it shows all the colors that should be there in the decal itself. And yeah. you'd think logic would suggest that then you'd still you've got this white base and potentially the edges will still show. But I find that it doesn't. You you paint back over that, and I've not had a problem since. And it's like months and months and months have gone by since I've been using the, the clear and I've not had any of the problems that I was getting with the white paper. 
And it could okay. come back down to what you were saying. It could be the paper that I was using. I was always getting it from uh, Mr. Decal Paper, um, Decal by name and by nature uh, on the, <laughs> on Amazon. But um, it was just weird. It was a weird inconsistency that I couldn't work out why it kept happening. And the clear, it, it different you know, different um, decals with different people, I guess. Uh, or different papers, but it seems to be working fine. Yeah, I, I, I haven't, I haven't come across that. I know that the white is like is thicker, uh, slightly in GSM purposes. I'm pretty sure, anyway. It seems as if it is, um, but I haven't. You had can see that. it in some people's stuff, like, and it's not like uh, it, it's just when you're using them, and you'll know this. Well, both of you will. Was people who use decals, and obviously someone that makes them, you can spot relatively easily when someone's used one versus when someone's painted it, for example, even if they're like, the, you know, they, let's assume it's someone like Bubble or uh, Rocco Gibroni who are great painters, right? And you've got a decal that's designed to be perfectly like the image, but you can still usually see, regardless of what you've done with the the ceiling, the edge of the yeah. decal, even if you've got it super clean. But yeah, you know, somewhere, yeah, yeah. when you when you look, you can, you can see the white edging is already starting to appear in like certain people's photos and I, and I can't it's not like a specific one that comes to mind but it's one of those things where i was like so it's not just me that's getting this but i can't work out why it's happening so that was one of those ones where rather than keep persisting with it and try and work it out it was like fuck this like it's time to get rid of it yeah and, and try something different yeah that's kind of interesting so here's a question for you right because I've used those uh, clear decal techniques you're talking about on either from, you know, as a as the caveman still not up in the hip happenings like Adam is with the white printer. If I want to use a white decal, I have to use one of those that clear technique, yep. right? At what point do you stop using a clear decal to using one that might be on white paper? Because I'm sat here looking at the Chris Jericho I'm working on, for example, right now. You would you be able to use a clear clear decal for the whole of the shirt logo how would that yeah. work even so on a the, black tee yes yeah, so the the adam cole the second most recent post on my page so the one where he's got the um super click best mm-hmm. shirt on which is the same body i think that you've used for the jericho it's the ambrose style um body that was white uh paint underneath a clear decal so literally every decal that i've used i i I'd have to look and tell you how far back it goes, but be clear decals. I think even as far back as the Jericho um, WCW that I'd made with the silver tights, that they were clear decals as well. So, and again, this is just me. I suppose when we kind of you'd still put, I would paint a white square. Square, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I would just it'd be a white panel and then white. Yeah, so you stick the decal over the top, and then yeah, you paint yeah. in, you paint in the edges. Yeah. And sometimes when like so on the black torso, for example, you paint around the layers. Obviously, need to be nice and flat, and you need to do it a couple of times. But I'll find that I can usually get away with using the toothpick and kind of scraping away some of the bit around the edge, and then painting over the top. But it's it works for me. Now, so I use well, that. You, well, you can. I mean, this is what the this is what the white the white toner is for. So you don't necessarily need to uh, have it within the same decal. You can, you can print like the shape of one with white. So then you put that down onto say some black tights and then you put the color one on top of that. So you essentially 
doing what you're saying, but without painting. Probably with decals it. instead of the paint. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, before I had white white toner, I would do, I did it with an Owen Hart. So I printed like a light gray silhouette of what the thing was. I put that down on some black, a black thigh. Um, and then I used that and I painted, I painted that section in uh, white or I think it was silver because I wanted silver to come through. And then I put the clear decal that was like black lines over the top of that. That's interesting. I'm just mm. having a look at my page now, actually. So on that War Games, Pete Dunn, you were talking about. So that is, they were clear decals with white. But then the War Games Ricochet, which is an older custom, that was when I was using the white paper. But because there's white edges on that, I wasn't worried about mm. the issue happening. Uh, and it's been fine because I I made that, uh, went to, to Turbo as part of the Kayfabe Secret Santa thing a couple of years ago. And then I asked for him to send it back because I'd done it with a custom ricochet head before he had a figure. And then I read I just read the head for him. So I've seen the custom a few years on and I was able to check it and it was all right. So I felt happy about that, but I've seen some of the other ones and I'm like, geez, I don't know what's gone wrong. It's what I'm saying, you know, so is this, you're striving for perfection, but they're not, you know, things aren't always perfect. Is there going to be things along the way that will test you? And that's definitely one. But I enjoy the process. I like designing them. It's re- I, it, there's, even that, there's a process in it. You've got to go and source mm-hmm. as much imagery as possible. And they're not always easy to come by, especially the further back you go. Like when you talk about the Scott Steiner ones, it was going back having to find the specific match or matches that he wore those decals. And then screenshots, getting the network up watching for a pausing screenshot and then it's like oh he's moved a little bit i'm going to go back and i pause it it's just this perfect moment to try and get mm. something and it's, and it's using that there are so many times you look at it and think there are there are easier ways to do it but you're trying to get it as close as possible that's something that i i enjoy doing it takes time yeah with quick. The, with the older with the older footage as well, which is, you know, often the case is the ones that you need to do the, the resolution of those things isn't great either. So, uh, I guess what, I mean, a a lot of, a lot of the older stuff is simpler because I know like the process of them actually being made is like, they, they cut out like geometric shapes, stitch them on. Then another one will go on top of that. And it's like layering. So because it's quite simple, uh, even if the image is quite pixelated, I, I usually all enlarge it, stick it on my iPad, and then I kind of just draw over it. Um, mm. And that kind of that kind of works. And sometimes it's it's good because because the scale of them is a lot smaller than what they are really. You kind of need to like simplify anyway. Yeah. And like you know, if something's got like thirty lines going across it, maybe in my one I'll have ten just because if it's that dense at that size, that will just bleed yeah, into yeah, each yeah. other anyway, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, it's fun to do though. And it makes you feel similar to, to when you were saying about the heads and kind of customizing existing ones, which, which would have been before the 3d scanning. I'm still doing it now as an AJ I'm working on at the moment, um, where I've taken one of the newer scans, pulled the hair off and that's then, the one you sent me a picture of yesterday yeah, right yeah, yeah. i was looking mm. at so, that i was like i like the way this is going 
see, you have to, because obviously he's got, there's no ears on the most recent scans because it's all a hairpiece. The hairpiece comes off, then you've got to find ears that seem like they'll match, put them on. Um, so you have to cut them <laughs> off to someone else, stick them onto him, and then you've got to sculpt Van around Goff. it so that it blends yeah. it in. Yeah. And then it's, I enjoy that part of the process. And they're the ones where sometimes they'll be good and sometimes they'll be shit. And this one is looking all right so far. Um, but it's kind of like that with the with the whole process with, with decals. You know, it's about, I like going that extra step and, and, and trying to own everything that you're making. So when you're putting it together, you know, I've designed that, I've then printed it, yeah, I've applied yeah, yeah, yeah. it. It's the, that's the bit I that, I, that I enjoy. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like Michelin-starred chefs like to grow their own herbs and shit, don't they, in the, in the garden so yeah. that, like, everything is sort of self-contained. Uh, so I guess there's parallels in that. Yeah, uh, not that I, not that, I mean, not that I'm I mean, a Michelin it's... star chef, but by, by far, I can, I can barely fucking cook toast. Um, but, There's but me it's... who's the complete opposite, who's like, I don't care where my decals come from. If someone can hook me up with some good decals, it makes my life easier, you know? Like, I would love to learn Photoshop and things like that. And, you know, through Adam, you've, you've obviously mentioned Illustrator, and I've got other friends who are very, very good on Illustrator. Do you know what I mean? And we've said about gun courses, but just i don't think i'll have the patience i see some of the things that you guys are able to do and my, my other yeah, half yeah, told yeah. me about control z on something the other day i was doing something on the 3d printer and i'd messed up some supports on, on the program and i deleted it and had to do it all over again which is very time consuming because why didn't you just do control z and i was like i did not even know that existed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean then, i i i find if you're if you're like kind of tech skills are, are where they are how how you manage to do the 3d stuff is beyond me but maybe it's not that difficult um, uh but yeah i mean it it all goes down to you know if you want to do it do it but if if it seems like a hassle you don't need to do it so no exactly don't bother. It's, it's not something it, it's it's again it's back to that each of their own you know if, if, if everyone works in different ways and that's where if you don't want to do that um to callum's point that's where something like the library you know when you put that together adam you know that sort Mm -hmm. of thing that makes a huge difference to people in terms of both the speed that they can get stuff out there the accessibility of things i know people reach out to you with requests i was gonna say say, that i want this so i'd like that and it's just it's then using the skills that you've got there to help enable someone else to move it forward so it's not about like gatekeeping being like everyone should fucking make their own stuff and if you don't make it <laughs> good enough it's like yeah, actually yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's fun if you can do that and that's been one of the fun parts about about learning but then at the same time when i was making that super super click adam cole i was doing i was drawing the designs out and we were talking and you'd already finished them and i had literally done like one and it's like, <laughs> well, I, I, I can be i can mug myself off and and be like, oh, I must do it because that's how I make customs, or I could just use the ones that you had done. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. and that's that's the interesting thing with something like the library, which I think is very cool. And I, th- I think that's why kind of being a bit spoiled. I think I don't really have a necessity to learn this area right now. I mean, I think the benefit of Adam starting customs is a similar time to me. We've been kind of on a similar scope, so we've chatted kind of through things. And now it's going, mm-hmm. hey, Ad, can you design this for me? And then like 20 minutes later, there's like a little PDF slung through. So like that that's like the equivalent of being able to do it yourself, right? But you just got someone on the inside with the good hookups. Yeah, exactly. But I, I enjoy doing it. I find it quite satisfying. Like, you know, when you asked me the other day to do a, a face paint piece, it's like, 
the simplicity and the geometric kind of nature of that is is pretty rewarding and satisfying to do and i was you know that's like me you know sketching something on a piece of paper it's just quite tranquil i guess (laughs) 